Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You have a meta understanding of, well, I know right now, you know, like my butterfly is so inefficient, I can barely make a length. But I also know that some people race butterfly for 500 meters. So you know it must be possible to do it in an effortless way. It's the same with working in with your shadow. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode is part three in the Being Bigger Than Your Shadow series. We don't like struggling and being frustrated, so why is there so much of it? What if your shadow is not only okay with that struggle and frustration, but actually seeks to maintain it? Why would that be, and what can you do about it? Not only your problems, but the quality of your entire life may hang in the balance. Keep listening to find out more. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. For more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, please go to clearandopen.com. Now let's dive in. A couple of things that I think is just to know that's really cool is, and I think everybody is doing this about realizing so I'm reading the Brene Brown um, Rising Strong right now. So mm-hmm. I just started it and it took me a while to even get into the first few pages because there's so much good stuff in it. Yeah. But one of the things that really stuck out to me, which I think, which, what made me think of it was Gabe on the last webinar and also Cody on this one is courage transforms the structure of our being, losing control can sometimes make you feel homesick. Going back and noticing can make you uncomfortable. So I think that's one thing that we're all doing right now that's awesome is we're all maybe not realizing that we have the courage, but we're realizing when it's uncomfortable because we're going back to, you know, these shadow qualities and because they do make you feel homesick. That's something like I'm struggling with is, you know, the comfortability and of your shadow qualities. And so working on them is exhausting. So it's like, you want to go back to this comfortable spot, but then it's just, it's not the same home that you left in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really neat. What's what's exhausting about working on your shadow? (sighs) That's what I'm working on right now is why is it? Ah, good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not necessarily exhausting. Otherwise, you wouldn't be working on that. Right. I see. So how do you make it exhausting? I don't know. I don't... That's the question, of course. Yeah. And this is a super, super good topic um, for for everyone um, because it's really common. It's like you can make it really hard work, but you've all probably had the experience when it's not. Anything is like that. You could be digging ditches and it can be really hard work and there'll be other periods of time where it's not really hard work. What's the difference? This goes back to, it's funny that you mentioned this because I haven't thought of this until just now, but um, the analogy that I have 
Um, and I've mentioned this before too, and it applies to multiple things, but so I'll continue to use it. <laughs> the, the analogy for swimming, you know, when you first start swimming, you know, you're swimming to survive and you're, you're so tense that you're, Mm. your bulldoze are going through the water and as yeah. your as time goes on you you become more efficient and you know you you actually expend less energy mm-hmm. um, and go further and so i think the that applies in the you know the way that we relate to our shadow can be kind of like that bulldozer or survival mentality of like i've got to like i've got to like crush it and i've got to do it like right now and if i mess up then it's all my momentum will be lost and I think there's another mentality, which is more fluid of just like, oh, hey, I'm just going to deal with this in the moment. And I now have the, the fluid tools to deal with this as it arises. And so I don't need to expend my energy of like waiting for it to show up again. Mm-hmm. It shows up. Swimming is a great metaphor. Did we, did we talk about this before? It feels like we did. Yeah, I've used it. I've used it for other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, an ex-swimmer, uh, ex-competitive swimmer um, as well. And um Swimming is totally fascinating because you can tell when you see someone swimming, whether they swim competitively or not, because people who didn't swim competitively, their strokes are incredibly inefficient and you can tell they just can't keep it up for very long. Um, Unlike walking, like most of us, 99.99% of us walk pretty efficiently such that it doesn't really matter what kind of shape you're in. You could walk if you had to five, 10 miles, you know, you could just do that, but swim five or 10 miles. Oh my God. Most people couldn't do that at all. But if you can, you don't have to be in good shape to be able to swim. Well, maybe five, 10 miles is a lot. But let's say two, right? You don't have to be in good shape to swim two miles, but you do have to have a good stroke. So when you're learning to swim, you're necessarily inefficient, right? That's just how it is. So you have a meta understanding of, well, I know right now, you know, like my butterfly is so inefficient, I can barely make a length. But I also know that some people race butterfly for 500 meters. So you know it must be possible to do it in an effortless way. It's the same with working in with your shadow. Don't think that it's necessarily a struggle. It's only a struggle. I mean, think about the word struggle like a wrestling match, well, only if you're purizing with it, you know, it's, it's only wrestling. It's like wrestling with your teenager, huh? You own them. <laughs> What's the wrestling? You know, if you've dropped your authority as a parent and you're like, oh my God, raising a teenager is so exhausting. I'm having to battle with them all the time about yada, yada, yada. Well, stop battling. That battle's over as soon as you want it to be. Easy to say, right? Easy to say, just like with your shadow. But look, look for where you could be more efficient because your shadow would love to struggle with you and have it be inefficient. It's like the difference between swimming and shadow work is like there's not some entity related to your stroke that wants it to be inefficient. <laughs> but your shadow is totally fine with the process being inefficient. It's totally fine with it. So just know that it can be easy because your shadow's like, oh no, this can't be easy. This is really hard stuff. It's, you got to struggle and you know, I'm going to, you're going to slide back into old behaviors. Okay. Sometimes, but sometimes not. Right. So what's the difference? How many of you have ever tried swimming butterfly? 
You know what the trick is to butterfly? It's just, just one thing that, that I, cause I used to teach swimming. It's just one thing that makes it so easy. That is the one mistake that most people don't get is when you breathe, people will be have this idea of your, your arms are supposed to be up and your head is up at the same time. And then you dive it all back down. No, 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 no. You breathe here. And then by the time your arms start to come around, your head's already down. That's how you do butterfly. Just watch any, you know, someone swimming who knows how to do it. They don't try to have their arms up and their head up at the same time. You try to like, that's like trying to fold yourself in half. It's crazy. And that's just this simple efficiency. You breathe when you push yourself forward and then you breathe and then you dive down and the arms come over. If you do that, it's almost as easy as freestyle once you get the hang of it. These kinds of inefficiencies, people will sometimes go their whole lives with an inefficiency like that. The way they tie their shoes or the way they get dressed or the way they lift weights. Remember the story I told about my mother and the bone spurs on her big toes? She was grabbing the ground with her big toe. Not an efficient way to walk. So Hannah, did you have a question on that and did it get answered? So that wasn't my question. And I guess, um, <laughs> glad I asked them. Okay. So one of the things that really struck me in the first piece of this Brene Brown book, which is somewhat confusing to me, one of the, her sentences said, badasses, commonalities are feeling machines who think and engage with their own emotions I think the last piece of that was like, don't let all the feedback in. So I don't even know, honestly, what my question is. It's just, why did that? Why is what? So it's like when you're getting feedback from all areas of your life, it's like, what, how do you be a badass and let feel all of it and let it in, but yet don't take all of it to heart? So I guess what I'm asking. By discerning which of it is true. Yeah. And which isn't. Okay. Am I close? Yeah. Do you have an example? I don't know. I just Do you feel like that person who's getting feedback in all areas of their life and is having a hard time setting healthy boundaries so it doesn't overwhelm you or something? I don't think so. I, maybe I should dig into that a little bit more. I just don't know why that resonated with me when I was reading that. Hmm. So there was something about it that what? Like you were like, huh, how is that possible? Or I don't get it. Like what was the reaction? Yeah, it was just like the, the badasses commu- uh, commonalities are feeling machines who think and engage with their emotions. Oh, I think I get it. So what don't you let yourself feel? Um, I think one of my qualities is not giving myself any empathy or grace mm. myself. So I think that that might be one of the things that resonated with me about that. And I was just last night, so I haven't really had time to digest it. But it was just... Yeah, I don't know the context of that, uh, that brown piece. Um, it, it's not ringing a bell even though I I know a lot of her work really well, you know, compassion and empathy for yourself is part of all of those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's engagement too. 
And that's part of discernment. That there's a you questioning, okay, the feedback I'm getting right now, does this fit? Does this not fit? Yeah, I think there's one piece that I've asked myself that I'm I that I'm working on right now that Jamie and I were working on yesterday. So I think that might be tying into it a little bit. Do you want to be any more specific? Um, just for me is, am I being my directness in situations or is it frustration in situations? Um, How do you know the difference? That's what I'm looking at. Like, what is the difference for that with me? What's a sign? How do you know when you're feeling frustrated? What's like, what's a sign in your body? What's a physical sensation that you have when you're frustrated? Tense, I would say. You're not sure? Yeah, maybe just being tense. Like that, That's the thing. That, that's where I would direct your search there. See if you can find the, what's the soonest clue, the earliest clue that you're frustrated. And it will likely be in your body. Okay. This is a really good practice with any kind of trigger. Like, because waiting until you say something is usually too late and there's usually an earlier cue. So if there's any kind of pattern or behavior you're trying to change, look for what the physical sensation is. Okay. Like for me, when I get um, frustrated in a way that I don't want to act from, um, my heart starts beating faster. That's the first thing I notice in a kind of uncomfortable way. Like I feel a tightness in my solar plexus and my heart starts beating faster. And that happens. And then like a second or two later, I might say something. But so if you ground your attention in the physical sensation, because that's usually quicker, it's much uh, more effective because you can be like, oh, my heart just started beating faster. Well, I'm going to be saying nothing for the next minute. That can be really, really useful. So Hannah, it sounded like you were kind of going after two things there. There was like a feedback component and then there was a feeling component. Were there like multiple different questions there or did I just miss how those were tied together? Yeah, I don't even know, honestly, how they are tied together. I just wrote a bunch of stuff down that I'm trying to look at and go through um, just in my development that I'm doing internally. So, yeah, I don't know if there was. Maybe there was, but I just had that one question, so. Mm -hmm. Your struggle feels valiant. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.